G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Here we are on a Tuesday and always good to get an update on breaking news as it's happening out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross is back with us. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. It runs some significant headlines from overnight and news that really is breaking even now as we speak. Something quite serious has arisen. Israel has dominated international news this week and behind the scenes, some corruption charges against the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu have become a real concern. Yeah, just a matter of hours ago, Neil, uh, to the information of you and our viewers, the Israel High Court of Justice has just ruled that the police can make recommendations regarding Prime Minister Netanyahu's public corruption cases, rejecting a petition to block those recommendations. The lightning-fast ruling came less than four hours after Attorney General Avakai Mandelblit asked for exactly that result. Mandelblit not only asked the High Court to permit the recommendations to be publicised, but also asked it to be speedily uh, to speedily reject the petition to block those recommendations in order not to delay the police's anticipated announcement, which is expected later this week. Mandelblit cited precedent to support his argument, saying police recommendations do not bind the Attorney General, but only indicate whether law enforcement authorities think there is a critical mass of evidence in certain crimes. Late Sunday, the Attorney General ordered the police to delay filing their recommendations regarding the corruption cases pending this outcome from the High Court. A petition by lawyer Yossi Fuchs had been pending before the High Court to block the police from making recommendations Fuchs' request was that the police simply convey a summary of all the evidence without making a conclusion. However, the recent law passed regarding police recommendations specifically does not apply to Case 1000, which is the illegal gifts affair, and Case 2000, the media bribery affair. Netanyahu publicly committed that he would not try to stop the police from passing on its recommendations, and his recent public statements have acknowledged the presumption that the police will publicly recommend that Mendelblit indict him, at least on case 1000. We'll be watching this. It certainly sounds like a developing controversy. Uh, let's talk other issues, Ron. Uh, not only those sorts of headlines entering into the news, but, of course, the tensions between Israel and Iran after the weekend uh, incursions there into Syria and uh, bombing those Iranian air bases. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the latest tensions that are erupting between Israel and Iran? Well, it's quite fascinating. I saw a report this morning that the Syrians were grateful for Israel's aggression, uh, particularly when they've been under duress from their own administration for some time. 
but the decision by Iran to send a drone into Israeli airspace and the subsequent Israeli airstrikes on Iranian targets certainly uh, suggests a significant escalation in the Israel-Iran tension. The two nations have been at odds since the Iranian Revolution in 1979. Maybe the drone was just testing Israeli responses. If so, that response came aggressively. What many have failed to mention, the drone was actually launched by the Iranian Revolutionary Guard from Syrian soil. Middle East analyst Amos Asa said, there is every reason to suspect that the drone was a premeditated act by Iran. They want a confrontation in order to distract from their own domestic problems. Iran has acute economic problems. Iranian women have also demanded more freedom and their protests have garnered international support. Asa added, Iran is committed to imperial Persian expansion and that includes an overland corridor stretching from the Iranian border to the Syrian and Lebanese coasts. A senior official in Israel's defense establishment warned that Iran is determined to entrench itself in Syria and will continue trying to attack Israel. Israel has made it very clear uh, that they have no intention of allowing the Iranians to set up bases inside Syria. Okay, Ron, let's talk peace in the Middle East for a few moments. Uh, Some of the headlines overnight suggesting President Donald Trump in the US uh, has said he's not sure Israel wants peace. He says Israeli settlements complicate the peacemaking issue. Now, this is the first time he's openly been critical of the Israelis. He said in an interview that was published uh, at the weekend that he is not necessarily sure Israel is genuinely seeking to reach a peace agreement with the Palestinians. Trump has previously denounced the Palestinians. Trump has previously denounced the Palestinians for what he sees as their unwillingness to negotiate, but he has refrained from criticizing Israel. Speaking to the Israeli Daily Haim, Trump noted that while U.S.-Israel relations were great, peace with the Palestinians would make them a lot better. Right now, I would say the Palestinians are not looking to make peace, Trump said in the interview, and I'm not necessarily sure that Israel is looking to make peace either. So we're just going to have to see what happens. Uh, He's been putting uh, great tension on uh, the Palestinians but it would seem this time he's aiming at the Israelis. Ron, let's talk about a contrast. The Palestinian Authority has been enraged when Arab journalists were welcomed last week in Israel. Israel's Ministry of Foreign Affairs last week hosted special guests from the Arab world in Jerusalem, a delegation of nine Moroccan, Lebanese, Syrian, Kurdish and Yemeni journalists who came in order, in their words, to get to know Israel, its history and its society from up close. In response, the Palestinian Authority denounced the journalist's visit and called for their blacklisting. The Palestinian Authority Ministry of Information called on the Arab Journalist Union to take deterring measures against the visitors and their media outlets. Siding with Israel and its terrorism, marks a departure from the Arab rank and the decisions of the Council of Arab Ministers of Information, the Palestinian Authority said. 
The visit, the statement added, constitutes a departure from the official and popular Arab position that considers Israel a state of occupation, racism, ethnic cleansing and extremism. An Israeli, uh, an Israeli spokesman said, freedom of press, Palestinian authority style, and he was being sarcastic. Ron, let's talk a very interesting uh, side story in some respects. But the Austrian evangelical community has adopted a hundred Christian Israeli Defence Force soldiers. How does that work? The initiative provided by Pastor Johannes Kramer of the Rama Church in Linz and Ahmed Barak, a consultant on Israel relations with Christian communities in Israel and abroad, grew out of a meeting last November during one of Barak's trips to evangel- evangelical communities in Europe. Barack and Kramer decided to provide Christmas packages. Within a few weeks, 250 community members donated money, bought presents and chocolates, wrapped them and sent them to Israel together with holiday messages of support. Kramer said the program was the first time Christian Israeli soldiers received presents from a community abroad, just like Jewish soldiers who often get presents from Jewish communities in the diaspora. We decided that from now on, we will send gifts every year for Christmas. Next year, we will collect more money and we'll be able to send more packages. And Ron, just quickly, we always like a good archaeology story. As Christians, we're interested in those sorts of things that are uncovered by archaeologists in Israel and throughout the Middle East, as things that look to confirm biblical foundations. But now a rare Roman mosaic featuring toga-wearing figures has been discovered in Israel. Yeah, archaeologists in Israel have uncovered a rare multicoloured Roman mosaic featuring three toga-wearing figures during excavations in the ancient city of Caesarea. The mosaic, which dates back to the 2nd and 3rd century AD, measures around 11.5 feet by 26 feet. It features three figures, multicolored geometric designs, and a long inscription in Greek. The figures, all males, wear togas and apparently belong to the upper class. The mosaic is just the latest in a series of impressive archaeological finds in Israel. Researchers, for example, recently announced the discovery of a mysterious 1,005-year-old pool and elaborate foundation at the site of an ancient uh, church. Experts also believe they have found the lost Roman city of Julius, formerly the village of Bethsaida, which was the home of Jesus' apostles, Peter, Andrew and Philip. And of course, we're aware that Israel was under Roman occupation in the time of Jesus. So when we hear of archaeological findings like that, uh, those things are important. Ron Ross, always so good getting your insights. Thanks so much for sharing your thoughts, uh, your understanding of the headlines as they've been breaking overnight with us here today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia 
and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.